everyone, welcome to Inbound After Hours. Today we've got a real special guest on the show. We've got Mel from our HR and Culture Department. Hi Mel. Hi. How are you doing? You okay? I'm good, thank you. Okay, well... me? <laughs> yeah. Everyone, welcome to Inbound After Hours. Today we have Mel on the show. You can see how happy she is to be on the podcast today. Uh, Mel's in charge of our HR and culture. She's been with us now just over 18 months. Uh, today we'll be talking about inbound recruitment and how it's helped us as a business. So welcome Mel, you all right? Yeah, good, thanks, looking forward to it. Yeah, we're going to uh, fire some questions at you now. So first, if you could explain what you do within Digital 22, and we'll start there. Yeah, definitely. My role is centred around the team. Um, one of the core responsibilities in my role is to look after the recruitment. Um, that covers a lot, it covers everything from the general day-to-day working with line managers, interviewing, um, managing applications and then across the employer branding which is where inbound recruitment fits in. Okay, I mean let's talk about, I remember your interview back in the day, you come from a quite of a, a reactive recruitment arena if you can, if you can explain your old job and how different it is to what you do here. Yeah, definitely. Um, my previous roles were recruitment agency. Um, definitely put me in good stead for starting at Digital <laughs> Twenty Two. Um, it was really fast paced, um, and you had to work with what you had as well. Um, it's very different in that we're looking for different things um, each time we recruit, and we're always looking ahead. Um, which is great, yeah. and this is kind of, I guess, where the inbound recruitment stuff comes in. It's not something that I was able to do before in my previous roles, um, so it's been great to be involved in it this time round and learning yeah. off the guys um, how to transfer the inbound marketing methodology yeah. to recruitment. Yeah, absolutely. I know there's a terminology in, in the recruitment world called post and pray, so you, you get a job advert, you put it out there and pray mm. the right candidate, where we do things totally different now. would like to touch on that. Before we do, Paul, mm. do you want to have a little chat about, um, well, let's just explain what is inbound recruitment in your eyes, and then we can go back to yeah, that. Yeah, sure. So it's something we got um, from HubSpot. We did a podcast with Hannah yeah. Fleishman, and... Um, we never jumped on it straight away, but I think you'd been here about six months-ish, maybe a bit longer. Uh, back end of last year when we knew we were going on a big recruitment push, um, or was it longer ago than that? I can't remember now. Anyway, a while ago last year, um, we started, we knew we were going to have to recruit people and and we wanted to do something a bit differently because of where we're based, like quite rural and um, a lot of people go and work in Manchester or Preston where we are. And we're right in between two cities. So we're looking for different ways of doing it and not just doing paid ads. So we explored inbound recruitment, which is basically, like Mel said, the inbound methodology, but applied for recruitment. So it's using all the same tools we've got, uh, blogging, video, social. um, And instead of writing about marketing stuff, uh, writing about culture, careers, uh, things that are going on internally, how to find whatever job we're going to be applying for in six months. So there's a lot of pre-work. You need to know what jobs you want in advance because all the same stuff still applies. Takes time to gain traction. Takes time to get blogs ranking. Um, but it's basically attracting people and instead of offering them a download and becoming a customer, you're trying to entice them into applying. And then I guess the customer is um, a hire rather than a... Or- the potential employee. Yeah, I suppose if you, yeah, if you break it down that way, I suppose um, viewers are viewers, visitors are visitors, and then a lead would be an applicant. Yeah. 
and then a sales qualified lead would be someone who gets to interview and then a customer would be someone we hire. Yeah. No, perfect way of explaining it. You touched on our pain point. Our pain point is quite remote in a little village an hour outside Manchester. The fact that we were scaling at such a fast pace and we was posting and praying, um, it, it was kind of a 50-50. We were worried, we were even talking about opening a second office abroad. And then since we've delved into the world of inbound recruitment, it's like any, any inbound, it's took anywhere from nine to 12 months to kick in and we're seeing a real real effect now of, of applicants. So. Nail on the head. Let's get let's get back to Mel then. Um, what are the current challenges then, Mel, of setting up in, in brown recruitment? Any any things you can think of what we struggled in the early days? There's plenty of challenges, <laughs> and I think we face a lot of, lot of them. Um, we're really, I'm really looking that we've got such a big marketing team yeah. because that's what we yeah. do. Um, so there's a lot of people that can help out and will help out and have loads of good knowledge as well. Um, I think for any person um, looking at inbound recruitment, even in a marketing agency, um, it's getting the time for people to focus on the recruitment. Mm -hmm. And from for Digital 22, um, people always prioritize client work, which is definitely how we want to do it. Um, but we need, you need to make sure it is a priority and that you need it for it to be a priority yourself to be able to get people on board with it. I think that's not not blowing our own trumpet. The way we were growing, recruitment became enough of a priority to mm -hmm. nudge marketing work yeah. off top priority for at least, I think it was a full campaign and then half a campaign. So six months, um, we knew it, we had to do it and build an employee brand. I know you're going to talk about um but we wanted to do it sooner, but yeah. leads, proper leads come first, or yeah. proper leads, oh, inverted yeah. commas. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let, let's touch more on the platform, Mel. So um, I know a report we ran a couple of weeks ago for a, we spoke at events, so we ran a report. Is This is only through HubSpot as well. This is not included in Indeed or any other third party applications. I know in, in the back in the day, over 18 months ago, we get around about eight, eight leads or eight, uh, eight to 10 applicants through HubSpot. I know we're running that report the other week, we're getting over 100 now. That's yeah. only just through HubSpot, so you can see there's been a 10x on that, which is, which is phenomenal, Definitely. just through doing what we're doing. What, what kind of stuff have we done then? Um, if you could tell the viewers what kind of blogs, what, what sort of things have we done? Yeah, um, back when we initially did the first campaign, we yeah. started focusing me and Paul sat down yeah. and spoke about persona and we did that based on yeah. current employees um, in the business because that's what we wanted more yeah. of um, and it's really important especially because a lot of the roles that we recruit for are quite specialist roles yeah. um, so ours makes the pool even smaller yeah. um, so we definitely want to drum down on the people who would be a really good fit for us and we thought we'd be able to offer something back. Um, it helps that we look after people first. Yeah. So we're looking for people help. first, that made that mm. a lot easier. Yeah. So I remember um, we looked, Amy was an example. Yeah. It wasn't for another in by marketer role, Amy's one of our marketers. Yeah. Um, it was for a role in a different team, but we wanted a person like Amy. Amy. So mm. cult culture first, which is our values, culture first, skill second. Yeah. Sorry, interrupted you then. No, no, don't worry. Um, definitely, and that's a lot of what we spoke about, the type of person who we felt would be a good fit for Digital 22. Um, so once we got that nailed down, we could start looking at content um, and the blog creation, which Paul and the content team helped out, again, lucky enough to have a content team yeah. there to help with that. Um, 
and then again drumming down on social mm. so really committing our social to sharing our culture pictures and whenever we've got roles live making sure that they shared on linkedin instagram um where we probably have the most followers um getting the guys and the team as well to make sure that they're sharing it um and it's consistent as well so taking making sure i think one of our biggest um challenges was that we do such great stuff and we try and make a really good Mm. culture we don't always get it on camera and it's that's really hard to capture Mm. on camera as well um but when we did when we actually remembered to do so we were making sure that we were posting it and even if it's not on the same day if somebody didn't get around to it or if i got a picture but i didn't get on the social i could send it to the social team and then they could put it up as long as it went up it could be a few days later but yeah that really helped because then the guys were liking it the guys were engaging in it people who our followers were engaging it and seeing that um which helped so much and i think by posting on social it does make everybody else encourage everybody else to be doing the same as well which a massive help having 40 people posting stuff about digital 22 you know we could have an amazing marketing um Mm. inbound marketing strategy but that helps so much and i remember we're talking about being authentic as well we Mm. don't don't have stage photographs and we do a lot of stuff for birthdays and culture just pull out your phone take the shot use humor because that's us isn't it yeah don't stage anything i think that's really worked in our favor as well i think that's um something you made me think of then it's the same thing you've reminded me of um of just documenting stuff yeah so documenting all this is actually a lot quicker and easier so documenting careers and culture blog to help promote inbound recruitment takes a lot less research than Hmm. finding out about a new tool that you've Mm. never heard of and then trying to write a blog about it yeah and that takes a lot of research to make a worthwhile blog but for example raz's blog today a day in the life of a content marketer he'll have done that in 15 minutes because it's just what do i typically do in a day And it's just interesting. And obviously that's not going to do anything on its own, but we did a lot of other stuff. So you mentioned LinkedIn and Instagram. Um, we just flipped Instagram to every post was just about um, culture, the jobs we have, yeah. the jobs that, have, that are going, the way we work, the perks, um, the opportunities, the success stories. Every post was about showing off how good it is to work here so that people do share it, especially if they're, they're in a post people do share it or their friends see it yeah. and then they t- and then it builds interaction so you get traction the algorithm kicks into gear then a lot yeah. quicker than yet another b2b post i agree with that and the good thing is we're not posting it now the guys are the guys in the company they almost want to show off about their company to their, fel- their relatives and their friends so they're posting a lot of this stuff it's gone organic now mm. so we we don't have to as much do we they they do it for us which is introducing the hashtag helped as well but d22 life uh, because everything's in one place it's easy Uh, it really helps with applicants now whether they come in via social media or our website or the content we put out there they go straight onto our instagram that's what everybody does now and they see it all we've got you know so many posts because we've been so consistent with it um and that's great to actually have that. And the amount of people we, a lot of times we've sat in interviews and people have said um, to us, 
oh, your culture looks great. Yeah. Um, we've not told them anything at that point about anything about us, but that's come across from our websites, come across from our social. Um, but that's just from a year's worth of having to put the effort in to document it um, and put the pictures on there and putting the stories on there and just building that as well. Mm. What's interesting as well, um, when we just started doing the odd Instagram post, when we took Instagram more seriously, which mm. we never used to about three years ago, because um, we used to look at LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, with B2B marketing. But then when we wanted to up our recruitment game, we started putting more posts on Instagram and it started getting mentioned. Mm. But when we went proper all in on it, it's funny how it's a good tell how how soon someone mentions the culture and Instagram. Yeah. If it's one of the first things they mention, you can probe at it and see what is it they like about it. And if someone just wants the free beer, the early finish on a Friday. Yeah. Um, it looks really laid back and like you don't do any work. It's like, no, I'm not listening. <laughs> you, you get, you're taking it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but if someone mentions it as an add-on yeah. and as a, that's really motivating and um, it's obviously thriving and there's good team spirit, then, then you get that they get it and you know that they're a good culture fit as well. I agree with that. That's good for you, Melanie, that people, every interview I'm in now, I know I come in towards the end, but they almost say like they know us before they've even met us, just yeah. through the video and the D22 live. And I think, Alex, you mentioned that as well in your interview. I feel like I know you guys already. When was the last time we had one that didn't mention it? I don't know. It is people come in and people mention random things that I don't even know made it to social sometimes. Yeah. But then and that's great and that's such good feedback and so valuable and that's the kind of thing that's like, yeah, mm. it worked. It really does work, mm. yeah. I do you, I know you just explain about how you feel when someone posts like it's their birthday or something and we do all mm. the treats and then you see it on Instagram or Yeah, I love it. I it's great because sometimes even people who aren't in the office, they'll see something on Instagram and then message everybody else. And yeah. I love that because everybody just is quite inclusive and everybody wants to be involved and um, everybody's contributing to it now um, and everybody's on board with it, which is yeah. really good. You, you'll see stuff on Instagram, like example, I'll see a picture of me in the kitchen having a laugh or uh, two people. I'm like, where did they take that? <laughs> all these little snipers about everywhere mm. taking shots of everyone having fun yeah. and enjoying themselves. And you'll say, that's a proper dad comment. Where, where, yeah, where did you get that from? But it's good though, isn't it? It's yeah, we're lucky again having people passionate about taking pictures yeah. um, and photography. Um, that's so good, and yeah. that we can use that and their passion, um, and actually do something with it and put it somewhere. Okay. Mm. Let, let's revert back to my previous question. So HubSpot's great for all this stuff, but you've had some challenges with it as well. Mm. Um, I think you know what I'm talking about. Do you want to sort of touch on them from an applicant point of view? Yeah, definitely. Um, we played around with using HubSpot. It's great because any um, applications through our website go straight into the HubSpot portal as contact um, and it made sure that everything was in one place. Mm. Um, so I attempted to use it as more of um, an applicant tracking software. Yeah. Um, it didn't work out necessarily as what I wanted it to do. Mm. Um, there were some challenges I guess along the way it was good for it's, it's made for sales yes um this is the, the deal life cycle the deal life deal cycle yeah yep. so creating the recruitment process as in the sales yes. deals um it worked well adding the context having everything in one place but the confidentiality was the biggest challenge because 
the guys have access to the yeah. account. Yeah. Um, we've got our phone system linked to HubSpot, which is great because all the emails that yeah. are from the conversations that we were having via email were pulled in. Yeah. All the calls were pulled in. I could easily put notes on. The problem was is that other people could potentially access them notes yeah. um, because they've got access to the Digital 22 portal. Yeah. Also, the fields were a bit restricted as well. Okay. Um, clearly made the purpose made for sales um, and not recruitment. Yeah. Saying that, one thing that we definitely want to get involved with and one thing it's going to be really good for is the nurturing you've mm. got all the contacts in one yeah. place it takes all the manual labor and the manual admin um out of getting all the applications together it covers all the gdpr stuff which mm. is really important um and it's all there ready for email nurturing um, and getting them into an email workflow okay never thought about gdpr and yeah. recruitment so it's okay. really important because if you are going to go down the nurturing route um any details that you any contact details that you obtain via any indeed or linkedin mm. they have not um subscribed to any emails or to receive any mm. um contacts at all so that's through linkedin and indeed you can contact them and then try and get them to maybe a landing page then convert them through hubspot that way yeah. is probably the best way to do it I'm running a risk of just getting no but when you went to HubSpot the other week both for you two and Ricky mm. um, did you chat about if HubSpot's going to support what we'd want it to do there and having like a I'm just thinking like chat flows on HubSpot where you can have a conversation in one place and you could speak to a candidate like by email or via Facebook or mm. and you could see all, all the good things that happen for sales mm. they, they should in theory apply to recruitment is do you mention it? Oh, when you were there. Mention it. Um, I wish I had it done. Only talking about it now. I think it's just that final, that final thing Mel mentioned about that confidentiality. Mm. We've got strategists who've got access to everything, can get access to uh, to HR. If we could have some kind of confidentiality toggle or switch, I think it'd be a, a one stop shop. That's something we could yeah with them or if you could get over the confidentiality yeah or maybe they have and we we don't know how to do it i'm sure if they're <laughs> out there you can fix that for it please let us know but hubspot don't use it um as yeah, an ats they don't no they, no, don't. they use um yeah. greenhouse greenhouse that's it um as an it but again they yeah. use hubspot for nurturing yeah. of applicants and candidates yeah so they if they're not using it for that there's obviously a good reason yeah, yeah. Um, we did touch a lot on that and we're, we're hopefully going to invest in that system as well. Yeah, so definitely. We're looking into that. It's good. I think you definitely need um, yeah. a good ATS, but yeah. HubSpot's got its strengths. Yeah. Um, Sorry. All right, I like that problem. All right, that's just, our professional just, videographer. Just, just out of interest, Mel, like, for the listeners who are interested, what, what is an ATS system and what does it do then, just so we can see the difference? Yeah, an applicant tracking um, software, it tracks all applicants or any candidates that anyone who's applied for any jobs from um your website from indeed um any third party uh, platform it pulls all the applicants so they're in one place um you can collaborate with hiring managers and people who are going to interview um take them through the recruitment process through there so you don't miss anything people are responded to really promptly um you don't miss anyone out it, so you can keep track of everything mm-hmm. i think one good great thing that we spoke about at hubspot as well is um keeping things 
anonymous and confidential. Yeah. Um, so applicant tracking software can manage all that. It takes yeah. a lot of the admin out of it. Good, good. Right, it's just, uh, I think it's good to see that the differences of that. So the main, con the main conclusion is we're going to use HubSpot for what it's built for, which is inbound, yeah. inbound marketing and recruitment, and then we're going to get a separate ATS system. Yeah. If um, the, the guys listening to this, in-house marketeers, their job is to build their internal teams and they, they want to start doing inbound recruitment. Have you got any advice where they could start? If you've got three or four things that can get them going, what would be your advice? We started with personas, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. definitely. So you've got to really, haven't you? Yeah. Same as marketing. Start with a persona. And then we looked at right culture fits. Yeah. Good recent hires yeah. that we'd struck upon. when. What did you call it earlier? Post and pray. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some of them that had gone well. Yeah. Uh, looked at where those people worked. The, the building the persona, um, again, was easy. It's just documenting. It's just literally going asking those people, how did you find out about us? Where did you look for your job? Um, and what their concerns were about potentially coming to Digital Twenty Two. What went through their mind? What were their considerations? And okay. trying to tackle them. And then put that into the persona, wasn't yeah. it? It was easy as that. That's why we went on LinkedIn and LinkedIn. If you if you're active and care about your career, you're active on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And our demographic at the time, and I think we do a refresh. Mm -hmm. But um, our demographic at the time of people were hanging out on Instagram the most. So that's why we flipped that to being just a recruitment tool. Mm -hmm. You know, if we wanted to recruit. A certain role you could, I suppose you could go down onto other networks or other forums mm. or subreddits or something but um, Instagram was the one that was like constant and it was a blank template as well pretty much for us yeah. so we went from there didn't we and mm. keyword research for blogs um, I think you passed it off at this point really you gave your aim of is mm. what we want and um, yeah. and the team produced it and yeah, from a marketer's perspective, if they wanted to implement an inbound um, recruitment, then really work closely with your recruitment team or mm -hmm. your HR because they understand the challenges and hear the challenges, whether it's through pre-screens and interviews, a lot of that, they hear the challenges and understand what the challenges that they face, but then definitely talking to people in the team, people who've started relatively recently yeah. Um, yeah. and getting that down. And How did you find it all as a process? Like difficult or easy? Which pet the persona? All of it, yeah. The persona was easy, but you guided a lot of it, so it, that was really helpful. Mm. Um, it was just Q and A, though, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was nothing hard work about it. That's the best yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, Feedback, and yeah. Q and A, and doing what we're doing now, and getting mm. it out there. Okay. We're, we're on a journey, Mel. We're eighteen months into it. Well, a year into it now. We're doing really well from the bank recruitment. What's What's our, what are we going to be doing next over the next year then to take it to another level? We, my personal priority is really drilling down on nurturing okay. um, of candidates. So doing that through email yeah. or and through social as well, yeah. um, making sure that we are engaging candidates. And that's not necessarily people who are looking for a job right now, yeah. people that might mm -hmm. be looking for a job in a, a year or two, but make sure we're somebody that they consider yeah. when it comes to that point um watch out for mel adding you on linkedin <laughs> <laughs> yeah no and we don't want to lose you get so much good stuff when you've got a job out and it might not be right yeah. right then but it will be in the future so and it, or it could be in the future so don't lose that um yeah. use it now 
while it's fresh. And just keep nurturing, building that pipeline. And again, I've noticed you guys have separated the blog now. So we have our, our normal marketing blog and a recruitment blog, mm. uh, which is which is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, just keep going, keep doing what you do. We've got loads of ideas coming back from HubSpot last week. We do yeah. model a lot of what they do. They, they spent millions on investment. So let's see where it takes us. And our next podcast we're gonna do shortly after this is one all about our culture as well. There's loads of value there as well. So hopefully you can, you can join and listen for that one. Thank you very much, Mel. Really good. Well done on your first podcast. Thank you, Paul. That's it, guys. Cheers. Thank you very much. Take care. See you in a bit.